0: Thank you for listening and welcome to The Life Radio Show. A once proud member of the now defunct Eventide Entertainment Podcast Network, I'm your host Don Smith. Making her radio show co-hosting debut, we welcome nurse Susie Williams. We talk with Michael Mueller about his upcoming film, The E-Listers. If you enjoy the show, like and follow The Life 1069 on Facebook and Don Smith Comedy on Twitter, or you can tune in live on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM, or you can stream the show live at WWSU1069.org.
1: a brutal presence overwhelms me. A brutal presence <laughs>
2: overwhelms me. Right? No. Yeah.
3: This is Mike.
0: Hey, Mike, <coughs> this is Don with the Life Radio Show. How's it going?
3: It's good. How are you, Don?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I'm sitting here. My guest co-host is uh, Susie Williams. Uh, is this is her first time on the radio. She's nervous. She's actually, <laughs> she she's not, she's a nurse. Uh, the original guest I had for today or, or last week, was it, was yes, uh, supposed week. to be talking about some uh, cancer treatment therapy. So I brought her on, but uh, now we have, we have a nurse in here to talk about acting. <laughs>
3: oh. right. that that should make it even more interesting exactly. oh, yeah, oh yeah
0: absolutely because they know things like how to kill people that always makes me nervous with her
3: yeah well, it, it, there's a there's an interesting thing that I learned uh a couple years ago that here there's a lot of work uh for actors um at different um hospitals because they come in and they have to they come in as sick or, you know, role play as sick patients. And it's for doctors and nurses to practice delivering bad news to terminally ill people. Wow. So, Interesting. There's, Interesting. Yeah. There, there's a whole, there's a whole, like, I know a ton of actors that do that type of work, uh, you know, at, at Monday through Friday type stuff when they're, when they're not uh, on, on set with a, on a film project. They, they do that type of acting.
0: Well, yeah, I did. I did not even know that was a thing. I... <laughs> I
3: didn't. I didn't. I didn't either until one random conversation, and then I, I was uh, informed of it. So I found that really interesting, though.
0: Yeah, that is. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get started. I was just doing sound check. I think everything's good. So uh, although I might throw some of that in because that, that was interesting to find out. Yeah, that was yeah. very
4: interesting.
0: Sometimes I just leave the sound check into the show. Just if we get to talking about something fun. Okay. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you, you,
3: yeah, you got to <laughs> use what you can use, you know what I mean? You never know.
0: Oh, yeah, we've had some really weird sound checks. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha.
0: you. Yeah, what, one of the things I used to do to a former co-host is I would just, I wouldn't let her know I was recording for the sound check, and then just as she's talking and saying some of the weirdest stuff, I would just say, all right, welcome to the live radio show, like I just did there, so we'll just use that <laughs> as the intro. I'm your host yeah, Don. We go. <laughs> I'm your host yeah. Don Smith. I'm sitting in with my guest co-host for the week, Susie Williams, Nurse Susie. You want to hey. go by Nurse Susie that way? Sure, nurse we just Susie. go ahead and clarify who you are that way. That that would be yeah. great, Nurse <laughs> Susie.
4: Or Nurse Susie and the then, great. And
3: then and then we'll remind you the remainder of the show that you're nurse.
0: Right. You're just right. in case you so, don't know, yeah.
4: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> hey, no
0: problem. No problem. Uh, on the phone is Michael Mueller. Is it Michael or Mike, which do you prefer?
3: I, either one, I'm really, I answer to both, so if you, if, if it was my mother, it would be Michael, but most people call me Mike. Okay, Mike works. I was
4: right. thinking of Mikey.
0: No.
3: That's, no, we're not going to go down that road. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I I don't, yeah, I wouldn't do that, I wouldn't do that to you, yeah. I, I have some yeah. people that call me Donnie, and I want to punch them in the throat, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> yeah.
3: For some, for some reason, the word Mikey just, it makes me feel sick, so... You know, yeah, I, I don't like
0: know. like you're eating life cereal. That's
3: exactly, and I, I heard enough of that growing up. I'm so.
0: sure you did. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: So, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Now, you're a you're a director. Uh, what all are you?
3: <laughs> well, yeah, well, uh, well. Uh, that's that. That is a loaded question, um, but yes, I am a. I'm a director. Uh, I own a production company, um, so we really focus on all things multimedia. So everything from uh, video and film production to post production, uh, web design, branding, marketing. Um, so the, graphic the, whole, design. the whole works. Yeah, anything that really deals with digital uh, media. i i I, it's kind of just my second nature it's my forte i guess you would say so uh we have a lot of like business and corporate clients that keep the lights on and then we have our our film projects that um i don't want to call them passion projects yeah it's the fun stuff Yeah, (laughs) that's the fun stuff right right right
0: yeah it's on a comedy club and there's all kinds of crap i have to do that isn't fun but the stage time's the fun stuff that's
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And we're actually at the end of this month, we we bought a, a 2100 square foot uh, building um, last year, and we've been renovated into a full uh, creative studio. So um, there's uh, on my on my particular side of town in Atlanta, we don't really have any creative spaces for, uh, you know, whether it's someone into photography or video. So we'll that between that and the release of my, it's my first feature film that'll be um, released in March, which is actually a comedy called The E Listers. Uh, Will also be opening up my post-production creative studio.
0: Yeah i i, I watched the uh, I watched the trailer for the E Listers. That looks like a lot of fun. Now that's that's about uh, background actors.
3: It is. Well, they like to call themselves background artists. Right. <laughs> <laughs> background <laughs> artist. Makes sense to me. <laughs> so, but yes, they're, they're, they're very keen on, uh, the, the way that they're described in their subculture, but yes, it is. It is about the, the unusual lives of background <laughs> actors. Uh, and they're, they have a total, uh, subculture outside of the rest of the acting world. And, uh, everybody that's seen the trailer or seen the 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 little uh sneak peek that we had uh that spent any type of time on set just completely identifies with it and they they talk about how scary accurate <laughs> we, we we hit it so uh i think it really comes from because everybody that was in the film you know and contributing uh there's a there's a Facebook group page called stories from set. And it's all about this subculture. So it was really brought in from a personal perspective by Edward Reed, who wrote, he was executive producer and wrote uh, the E-listers. And it's it's funny in a most unbiased way. I know that's like, of course, I'm the director and the production company, I'm gonna say it's funny, but it really, it really, really is. I've found myself laughing in the editing room much more than than I anticipated.
0: That's always a good thing.
4: Yeah, I watched the trailer as well, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is crazy!" <laughs> I, I think it is going to be a, a good a good deal.
3: Yeah, I, I, we are really, really super excited about it, and we had such a you know just the the story itself is great, but the story uh, behind it and how it was made was really uh, it, it, it's kind of like what the whole film in itself represents, which is, uh, it, it, it was, the film is about under the underdogs making it, right? Like trying to become real actors. It's right. about the, it's the underdog story. Well, I, I think us as a production team, we, we shot, the script was 77 pages, and we shot it in seven days. It had over 60 speaking characters, and we did it for under $20,000.
0: Nice. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's a good that's that's a tough budget to come in under for anything, actually,
3: yeah, yeah, especially when you're talking about a a feature film, and we had six locations, and then we had fifty background that didn't have lines, and we had sixty speaking characters. So there's a, like a lot of complicated uh, blocking and there's some really big scenes. like a lot of the scenes are big just because there's so many people in it and it's based around background extras. and one of the things that they here in Atlanta, and I'm sure they have di- probably have different names coast to coast. But like when you have these scenes where they have all these uh they call them the cattle calls and right. where you just have like a room of like 50 to 100 people sitting in there and then everybody kind of forms their own clique. And you just have like this very weird scenario with these different all these there, there's some odd people and then there's some normal people and we kind of cover both spectrums of that
0: yeah I, I just had to wonder if that's like the ultimate moment as a background artist to be in a film playing a, a background, background artist <laughs> <That's->
3: <laughs> yeah yeah those that that that's actually it's we like to call the e-listers it's like it's like inception for background artists <laughs> it's like we're, we're we're making a film about making a film about being background artist.
0: And using but background the, artists.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, it, it can go down a rabbit hole really, really quick. Um, but it was probably one of the best times I've had on set, just from the crew to craft, the, from the crew to the casting. It was just, uh, it was a ton of fun. I, I can't remember the last time I had that much fun on a set. Um, even though we're working 16-hour days, it was... Uh, it was enjoyable. We loved every minute of it.
0: That that's always a good thing. If you're on a set where you're actually having fun, cause I've been on some where it's just not a good time. And I've been on some that are just, you don't, it doesn't feel like you've been there 16 hours just because you're having a blast with everybody on there. It, it, it all depends on who you get to work with a lot of times.
3: Yeah. And that's one thing I'm very, the only way I, I've, I think we are able to pull something as ambitious as this off is because my my production team is my team that I've been using for several years. So we're all very familiar with the way each other work. Like my director of photography already knows my, my style of uh, lighting and the, the type of shots that I'm gonna be looking to get. So uh, we, we really used our resources and there's a lot of pre-production that went into it because a lot of people, when they hear 77 pages in seven days, they're just like, "That's like, that's not the norm by any means." You know what I mean?
0: Oh, absolutely not. I I think uh, I was in a film a couple of years ago that's still available on Redbox, uh, Six Feet Below Hell, <laughs> and uh, we actually we filmed that in four Saturdays. Just we only filmed on Saturdays. We filmed it in four Saturdays, and it's been in. Uh, it's been available for rent in Redbox for like two and a half years now. So. <laughs> oh wow! Wow. So yeah, it's wow. uh, sometimes you get one that you're able to crank out really quick. I call uh, the guy I work with for that. I call him a gorilla filmmaker just because whatever it takes to get it done there there are some scenes on another one i shot with him that came out recently there were some scenes that were actually uh filmed on an iphone uh running through a hospital with no permission <laughs>
4: <So>. <laughs> we get that a yeah, lot yeah
3: <laughs> yeah you de- i mean i think i think every filmmaker's been at that point where especially in the beginning or in the middle or sometimes you just got to do what you got to do because you don't have the budget to to get it done uh uh i guess through the proper channels but yeah you definitely uh i've had my fair share of experiences where we're just going to show up until we get kicked out you know what i mean and then (laughs) until someone says no you can't do that here um and you know fortunately it's we've never had any issues but Something like uh, the e-listers, we, we didn't have a choice but to plan appropriately just because when we would show up to locations, there's like 75 people, and there's just not really a way you're going to be able to do that in a guerrilla format. You know
0: yeah, I mean? that's true. It's, it's a lo- lot harder to conceal 75 people running through. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Um, absolutely. And the cat, the, our principal cast, our core, um, actors, they were absolutely phenomenal. Um, just from, a, you know, if they weren't, if they wouldn't have been, uh, bringing their a game every day, uh, it, that's the only thing that would allow us to shoot as quick as we could, um, was that everyone had, they were off book. They knew their lines. Uh, they had their characters down. So we had minimal adjustments between takes and, you know, it was, uh, it was a great process because everyone understood, you know, the magnitude of it.
0: Right. Yeah, that's working with professionals. It's uh, <laughs> cuz sometimes sometimes in indie film you don't really get that. Sometimes you get people that just don't want to show up on time. They uh yeah, they don't show up prepared. I was on one where the, by the time I got on set, they'd been filming for two weekends and when I got there, they had like maybe 2 minutes of actual footage. I mean, it was bad as they didn't do yeah. anything.
3: <laughs> wow. Yeah, it is. It, and you know, that's uh, that. Those are the unfortunate horror stories where you know you, you may have like your your lead or your uh, supporting uh, lead, and all of a sudden, I've heard it where they don't show up, and you have the whole crew there, and you you, you got to figure something out. You know, and it's kind of hard, like when people do become flaky. And it's we see it more times than not in the film industry. And I think it's just because some people want it for the wrong reasons. Like you definitely can weed out the people that are serious about their craft and they they want to be uh, great storytellers. And then there's people that are just in it for. Whatever minimal limelight you get in the indie scene, like right? that's not like a there's there's not a whole lot of that I know for sure. Yeah,
0: because I I've never actually <laughs> done any of the uh, any of the big movie background acting or anything like that. Oh, sorry, background artistry. <laughs> right, right, right. Yep. Got <laughs> to get, get, right. get, get it right. Got right. to get it right. I don't want to upset anybody. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: But I I'd, I'd always rather just have you know speaking roles in lower budget films. And I mean, I, not to say that I haven't, I think there was one that I was a background and that was, that was enough. That was enough after, <laughs> but, uh, the gentleman I work with a lot of times now on his sets, if you, you can come on as an extra and by the end of the day, you have a sizable role just from people not showing up. <laughs> Somebody doesn't yeah. show up. He calls them and says, don't bother. You're fired. <laughs>
4: Well, I've learned yeah, a lot I've so far. Yeah, I've heard that story a yeah. lot, too. I've learned a lot so far. I didn't know that being an extra was an art. <laughs> but yeah, no it is.
3: They, that it they, is. They, yeah. they like to, they like to, uh, they call it moving wallpaper. Um,
4: <laughs> they... Moving wallpaper.
3: <laughs> yeah uh you know so that that's that's one of the things that that's also known as moving wallpaper no it's it's that's actually from the movie uh Jack Burson I was the main character and his mom it, it, she she just gives him this horrible time because he was a star child actor but then he he just went into background acting and mm. so she's constantly Uh, Giving him a a really tough time. And, you know, she she's like, Oh, you fizzled. And, you know, are you proud of being party goer number two? And, you know, she just gets (laughs) in.
4: I think there's a part of her in the trailer, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Yeah, she's giving him shit about, yeah.
3: Yeah, she's like, What you, because she's like, What you could do, a stand up tree could do, or something like that. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Giving him a hard time. And it's just like, it's, 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 it's hilarious <laughs> i'm glad you guys really enjoyed it and i can't wait till uh it's actually the, the full thing it's about a hundred uh it's about 90 minutes so right at an hour and a half and uh, it, it doesn't feel like it when you watch it just because it's there's just some really great scenes and it's it, it keeps you interested and it's funny and i think there's really gonna be some uh some breakout roles for some of the actors in this, just because the cast ensemble was so, they, they were great individually and then they worked great as a whole. And then uh, there's just some people, um, it was my first time working with a lot of these actors. And the thing that was so interesting is like, some of like, we have Derek, the PA, which reading the script in pre-production kind of just felt like his role was just going to be there as a as the pa but what keller Fornes did um as derek the pa it's really like you're just looking forward to seeing his character pop up in a scene like <laughs> and fun. it kind of like when someone can take that and do that to a role when it's not necessarily written that way in the in the script, but they find a very unique way to really bring that character to life. It's always super interesting. So it's like anytime you see him in the scene, you're just like, "Oh my gosh, what is he going to say? Like, what is he going to do? What is he going to say?" Just because he's so unpredictable.
0: That's fun. That's a, that's that's a fun character to watch and be. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I, and people
3: are like, uh, they, "Go ahead." I'm sorry.
0: Sorry, I, I was just I was just going to say you're, you're down in Atlanta, right?
3: that's correct Mm
0: -hmm. uh so what is the film scene like down there as far as i mean are you guys getting a lot of bigger movies down in that area or do you just
3: well i mean yeah there there's i mean atlanta as a whole or the state of georgia really for production is is huge um it it also there's also a lot of uh dividing lines right so we have like you know we have a lot of the big uh, a lot of the big marvel movies are sh- shot here at pinewood studios mm-hmm. um and we we have there's always there's always these huge um hollywood projects being shot here um however there's a the the line between hollywood and the indie scene is it's it's a very deep line <laughs> it's right. divided mm-hmm. so it's like the thing is is like they they're bringing all their stuff here for the tax credit and what ends up happening is like you can get on if you're like a background artist uh you can get on a lot of the projects uh but all their above the line people like directors producers dps uh all out of state all out of state all their lead roles all their leads all their core cast they're bringing them in from la new york or or whatever so like so someone like me uh I I don't get uh, th- them being here doesn't help me or uh, hurt me I guess you know if 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 I had to break it down you know what I mean so yeah
0: absolutely I was I was telling somebody that the other day because here in Ohio we have a lot of tax credits and tax breaks for uh, film companies here and that's the same way I mean you can't get into the big productions if you're a local indie filmmaker or actor. Other yeah. than extra work, and that's that's why I won't do it. I just <laughs> I'd rather <laughs> yeah. I'd rather work with the indie filmmakers. That's the real yeah. stuff.
3: Yeah, and and I think too that's one of the things that the uh, for our platform for the e listers like the one thing that we're really trying to shine a light on is that it was made. Basically, it was made by Atlanta for Atlanta. All the cast and crew, everybody, are um, Atlanta-based actors and crew, and we really. Uh, just because the background community, when you think about it, is really, really large. It's It, it probably trumps your, your normal acting and crew by 10 times when you think globally. So it's like when we start running our, our ads and promoting it coast to coast, it, it'll be where people identify with that. And hopefully it can shine a light on some of the great talent that we have here from... Uh, you know, lead and supporting roles and some above the line crew people, because, you know, I, I think we just, we get overlooked because they're bringing people in and they're only here for the tax credit. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That That's kind of why, cause I know the comedy scene down in Atlanta is pretty good right now too. And that's, that's my, more my area. I mean, I do yeah. some film work, but I know there's a lot of comedy stuff growing up, growing down in Atlanta at the moment.
3: Yeah, and back in uh back in August, uh I turned forty in August and um had a you know, kinda of a big birthday party we put together. We actually hi actually hired a stand up uh comedian to put together a show for the for, for my birthday. Are you familiar with um Lace Larrabee? Uh
0: the name's familiar. I don't know that I've met him, but the Lace the the name is familiar.
3: She, yeah, she's she- she's oh hilarious hilarious it was great and it was was just like the most uh uh, it was definitely a different type of birthday party for sure like because we rented out like an art museum and did this whole thing where we had stand-up comedy so that was it was it was really enjoyable to do something different like that too just on a from a celebration standpoint
0: yeah yeah we, we were talking a little bit before uh before we called you a little bit earlier this morning about uh, the, the, as far as after watching the trailer and everything with the e-listers, uh, yeah. ha, have you have you seen the uh, the British television series Extras with Ricky Gervais?
3: I, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it was. Ho- I only watched the first episode and I thought it was horrible. <laughs> and what's crazy though is like I love Ricky Gervais, but his uh, obviously. Uh, his version the original office i thought that was horrible but like the the american version with uh steve carell i mean it's like probably one of my it's probably my favorite comedy sitcom of all time like it's like like which is really weird because i don't understand like his mind is there to create these interesting things but then it's just not i don't know if it's just like the the uk humor is is just that much different from american humor and that's why it's falling uh, flat for me.
0: Yeah that, yeah, that could that could be a part of it because I, I love British humor anyway. I was just but that answers my next question. I was gonna you know <laughs> see if there was any influence from
3: <laughs> oh, from extras no, to the E yeah.
0: listers. So I'm guessing not.
3: <laughs> well, so I I can tell you what it what it did for me. There was an influence, an influence to not do that. <laughs> that's that's oh. like it showed me like what not to do. I I don't know. Like I felt like they did a show called extras but then the biggest part of it was like bringing in celebrity famous actors right, and it right. wasn't really about it it i felt like the point was off you know what i mean so
0: yeah i get i get what you're saying on that yeah cuz so, uh, in in e listers do you follow like one or two one or two uh principal background artists for this or is it just the whole group is it is the whole group the focus or is it just one or two of the background artists trying to get up above that
3: so it is uh it's prime it's around uh jack Bursonel, who is a background artist played by edward reed and he kind of has his so he, he's definitely the lead and the, the story that we're, because he's kind of telling it from his perspective. We have times where he comes in with voiceover and kind of explains what's going on and his opinion of, you know, the background world. Um, but he has his little group of like four people that, you know, he sits with in the, the holding area and the people that he uh, communicates with uh, the most. And then we also have someone that's, new to their click and she's it's her like her first day doing background work so uh you kind of have like the rookie and he's kind of like a they call him the set legend just because he uh he he's like uh revolting against uh the class warfare that the sets promote <laughs> like between <laughs> between the background and the crew uh like there's this great scene where we have um it's like what they call crew crafty where all the crew has and their, the A list go in and get their snacks and refreshments and something that's what extras normally get are like cheese balls and bottled water if they're lucky. Right. Right. So, um, we have this scene where he, he, he goes into this glamorous, um, spread of just like food and everything. And it's guarded by two, uh, little people, and he just plays this whole scene out where he's acting like he's an A-list actor. And they're just, oh, yeah, I've seen all your shows. And he's just BSing them so he could get the food. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> got to do what you got to do to get to get the good spread, right. to get the good lunch. Yeah, spread,
3: yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's got, like, this guy with him. He's kind of, like, showing him the ropes. So, he's, like, this set legend amongst the background people. But... One of his friends, Herman, or who is supposed to be like his closest friend, he, he he's always uh, battling him. As, you know, what, what does it mean if a bunch of losers think you're a legend? You know, what does that really mean? Like You're a, <laughs> a, a loser legend. You know what I mean? So it's just like there's all this stuff going on, uh, but the camaraderie between everybody. And it's it's just hilarious.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. I can't, I can't wait. That's coming out in March, right? You have distribution or is it just doing a, uh, is it, is it just going to, uh, film festivals for now? Or is it actually, no, we, I,
3: I, we won't be doing, uh, we won't be doing like the film festival thing. I don't really, um, I don't really see the point in that. Like there, it's always, uh, it's always a conversation or an interesting conversation. And I think like with the film festival, you know, a lot of people are, you know, they go that route because they're either, uh, you know, they're trying to entice a bigger studio or a producer, right. you know, it's more on the industry side. And, you know, honestly, like I, I really enjoy the indie scene because I have full creative control. I don't have to be told how to do or shoot or edit or, you know, I get final cut. And, you know, we have a really great community here. So we'll do a red carpet premiere um, at the Midtown Art Cinema in downtown Atlanta. And then uh, the day after, it'll be available for rent or purchase on Amazon.
2: Oh, and word. we're
3: okay. just, yeah, so we'll be doing our full-blown our full, full blown, uh, indie distribution. And what's great <clears throat> with social media advertising, we can go in and target Demograph, uh, send it we can target our demographic individually by people that are, if they're <clears throat> tied to particular background casting pages on Facebook, so we can right. make sure we're getting this in front of people that would, is get, our full, core audience. It would
0: get full appreciation of that because they live it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we, we do have a pretty good uh, marketing plan in place. So we're looking, uh, it'll be March 5th is the. Uh, our date that we're looking for the for our premiere and then it'll be available shortly after that on Amazon
0: awesome yeah I look forward to seeing that and uh, too. I, uh, I've i had a few films I was in that went to uh, the uh, film festival circuit and uh, usually not much comes of those <laughs> but it's the ones that actually get the distribution deals that are out there that that are exciting to me
3: yeah, and well, it's 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 such a it's such a political thing, and the other thing too that really, that really kills me about the festival run is you know now there's just thousands of festivals, so you're really yeah. trying to figure out, okay like if I was going to do it, what are like the top ten or fifteen that are really worth it, and the ones that that would be actually worth it. The problem is is that most of them like when you think of like Sundance and. Tiff and cans uh, I think, is a big one. Yeah, all yeah, and South South by Southwest, and all of them require or want the exclusive. So, like, if they, so you go through this process where they're charging anywhere from fifty to a hundred dollars to submit to their festival, and then it takes like six, eight months to hear yes or no, right. and more than likely, it it's a it's a no, and. Because they all want this. If they choose your film, they want the exclusive right to premiere it, and right. you're basically sitting on your project. Yeah, you
0: can't you can't time. submit it anywhere else. I think that there's a lot of that with with the writing, with the short story writing and and novels and stuff like that, to where you, they want the exclusive, and you can't submit it. You can't do simultaneous submissions, or you'll disqualify yeah, yourself. Yeah, that's
3: it's it's insane. And like when you think about it now with uh, just the technology we have. It's just like, man, you would spend, you you know, you spend a year making a a feature film and then you got to spend another eight, nine months just waiting to hear if it's in a festival, then you got to spend the money to go to the festival and do all the festival stuff. And it's just like, for what? So 200 people in a theater could see your film. And (laughs) you know, like at the end of the day, is is it is it, uh, to me, I just, I. I make films. I want to be a filmmaker for people to watch a, a good story. And I, right. it's not really about the, the politics and the industry piece. Like I want to do something and put it out there to where people can watch it. And if it's funny, laugh, if it's sad, cry, you know, like it, it's, it's uh, that's what you ultimately I mean, that should be the goal of a filmmaker is to have people watch it, not just do right. the politics of it. You know what I mean?
0: Yep, absolutely. Well, we're going to have to take a quick break. Uh, okay. At the half hour, when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna go over some uh, uh, crazy news stories and and anything else you want to talk about. If you have more stuff to add, uh, but uh, we we have to cover the news. It's of vital importance to the world. <laughs>
3: it is. And absolutely. I love I love crazy news stories. All right,
0: <laughs> all right. We'll take a short break. and we we'll, we'll be back here shortly.
3: Sounds good.
1: had it all and I lost everything all that's left to me is my name but I don't want your pity the only thing I need is to drown my sorrows and pain so bartender you asked me what I'd like to drink well it's been a long day I can hardly think Life is such a mess So if you're asking me Well I'll take my whiskey The last one that we pulled Then we'd all go clean But then I saw them gone him down Don't ask me what I mean you Don't say anything Just pour another round So bartender you ask me about my drink of choice, well I don't want anything to water down my voice, now my life is such a mess Maybe what I need is to take my whiskey. Meat. Maybe it's my fault. Maybe I brought it on myself. Now this glass is my only friend. I'm drinking till I'm numb. And I still hurt like hell, just keep pouring until I say when. Oh, bartender, you ask me what I'd like to drink. Well, it's been a long day, and I can hardly think. Life is such a mess, so maybe what I need is to take my way So I'll take my me.
0: I'll take my me. You lost your mind? According to my last psych evaluation. Yes. All right. Hey, welcome back to the Life Radio Show. I'm your host, Don Smith. I'm sitting in with uh, Nurse Susie as my guest co host for the week. And we are still on the phone with uh, Mike Mueller, for out of Atlanta. Right. Yeah. Yes, sir. And we just we just watched a video you sent with uh, uh, street racers <laughs> uh, fighting cops with fireworks And That was in downtown Atlanta.
3: Yeah, over the over Christmas there was a uh, some huge uh, street racer meetup, and I mean it was something straight out of a, of a movie between the movie. Uh, Project X and Fast and Furious. If, <laughs> if you could imagine those two things being put together, that's exactly what it looked like.
0: Yeah, that did, did look like did, a, a little yeah. strange event there. <laughs>
3: I'm wondering how. I, I'd loved. I, I would have loved to know how they actually stopped it.
4: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I
3: didn't see that, but uh,
0: yeah, well, yeah, it was 15 minute video. I didn't want to watch the whole. <laughs> yeah,
3: thing. yeah, yeah. That's a long but. time. So I mean, if they had that much footage, it probably went on for quite some time. I'm just wondering oh, yeah. from 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 a from a, a police standpoint how do you even begin to tackle a mob of people cuz it looks like there's hundreds of people
0: oh yeah every yeah everybody had their cell phones out an <laughs> yeah. e- EMP just an EMP that would kill all the kill all the cars and kill all the electronic devices nobody'd be able to film it they'd just get bored and go home right That's... there you go
3: <laughs> yeah that's, that's, hey, that's not a bad idea. That's got to be the plan these days. Like, oh, just kill the just kill the internet, and, yeah, and everyone every, <laughs> will be. <do. laughs>
0: yep, nobody will know what to do. I can't post this yeah. to Facebook. I can't go live with this. What am I going to do now?
3: Yeah, no, that's actually. I have I have this idea for a short film that's about the Wi-Fi apocalypse. <laughs> and. <laughs> And you have these people, they're scavengers, but like there's they're not out of food or water. Like there's a plethora of all of this stuff, but it's like people are like standing on top of their cars, like with their phone. this. they're trying to find like the last hot spot.
4: <laughs> so it's going to be like a new age pump up the volume type thing
3: yeah 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 so i mean because i i feel like that's just where like you see it all the time it's just like it, we're so dependent on it now like we don't know how to live without it and it's funny because i tell my kids you know i i come from a time where we didn't have the internet and they just don't know That doesn't wrap around their head too well like they don't and yeah. they're like, well what did you what did you do? And I'm like, we played outside.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember what we there did. There was trees
4: and such.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, trees, I Googled those once. <laughs> <laughs> Oh.
3: that's great that's great
0: yeah that's i've i've been watching a lot of the uh the tv series doomsday preppers and it just it <laughs> cracks me up <laughs> so yeah the, the whole wi-fi doomsday at the wi-fi <laughs> apocalypse is a brilliant concept
3: <laughs> yeah i i've really got to sit down and hammer that one out because i think it will be great <laughs>
0: Oh, all right. Yeah, that's that's what I do with my spare time. I don't get a lot of spare time, but I've been watching Doomsday Preppers. So <laughs> let me tell you, those people are nuts. Uh. <sighs> <laughs> I thought it was funny, several, a couple years ago, we had a big windstorm left over from a hurricane that came through here, and it knocked power out at my house for like two weeks. Right. And I'm a camper, so I have canned foods, I have flashlights, I have batteries, I have lanterns, I have coolers, I'm cool, you know, to me it was just great, I couldn't charge my phone, nobody could bother me, I had two (laughs) weeks of peace, it was lovely. But I went to replenish some of my canned goods at the end of two weeks. I still didn't have power at the house. And as I'm, bu- as I'm running my canned goods across the thing, the, the checkout girl's like, Well, how are you going to open these? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and the nice. funniest thing was is that she was holding, the, as she asked me that, the one she was holding had a pull tab on it. Oh. I, just, I just smiled and said, "I'll figure something out. <laughs> Explosives, maybe. I'll get I'll yeah. get into that ravioli. I swear. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. You just throw it at the wall until it opens. <laughs>
0: yep. And then scrape it off, put it in a pan. I'm good.
3: <laughs> yes. There you go. There you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the the idea of a of an apocalypse in general just terrifies me because people are gonna freak. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. They
0: will. Yep. I'll just go camping. I'm good. <laughs> Uh, let's see. People are really confused and slightly concerned by the decor in Dr. Phil's mansion. The Dr. Phil talk show host, whose full name is Philip McGraw, uh, has listed his Beverly Hills home for sale at $5.75 million. According to the real estate listing, the 6,170-square-foot home has five bedrooms and six bathrooms and sits on a half-acre lot. Uh, private Villa Oasis just minutes to the Beverly Hills Hotel. Extremely rare, long-gated driveway leads you into a stunningly manicured grounds, including an outdoor kitchen, inviting backyard, and pool spa and cabana, the property description says. The interior has, dramatically, has been dramatically Remodeled and updated with eclectic finishes and can be kept or transformed if transformed into your own vision. Uh, When images of the property made their way onto Twitter, commenters felt that eclectic may have been an understatement. The home has a staircase made of interwoven metallic snakes, a wall adorned with a display of high powered rifles, edgy art, and sculptures, and a bar one person described as inspired by Indiana Jones' Temple of Doom. This was oh Doctor oh, Phil's, Phil's house. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I knew there's something off with that guy. I yeah. knew it. I, he's one I've been waiting for some kind of really bad scandal to hit on him. Yeah. Just because he's such a it's smug... out there. Is I, it? Out there.
4: I've always. Yeah, heard I mean, I'm breeze. sure it is.
3: Oh yeah. I'm sure it is. I'm so, sure we're
0: it gonna, is gonna find out something out before too long, <laughs> and I can't wait. I'm actually.
3: I had to. I had to Google his those pictures real quick. And <laughs> it, it, it's so are they this. that bad? I, it just doesn't like you know. You kind of like when you see a person, you hear him talk, and you're like, oh yeah, that. Yeah, it does not fit what you hear or see on tv
0: really good see
4: i imagine it to be all homey like right right Country kind, yeah, kind, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: y'all need to get real yeah exactly yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> no. I, martha stewart martha stewart <laughs> decorating his house that's what i picture that, with yeah. Dr. Yes. Phil.
4: flowers
0: no he's got a basement with some whips and chains down in there he's yeah he's I, got some kinky stuff going on i bet you
4: well, you know, to be a psychologist, you got to see a psychologist. Right, so. right, right. I right, mean, right. I think it's hand in hand.
3: I just feel like this would be someone that's a... It, it looks like someone that lives here. They're very eccentric. Um, I don't know. It's almost like it would... I, it doesn't add up. Some, it's. Yeah, so the, I don't, yeah,
0: I, Dr. Phil, if you need to talk...
4: Uh, we're, <laughs> we're here for yeah. you. We're here
0: for you. And we want the we want to be the ones to we We want the Life Radio Show to be the breaking Doctor Phil news source. That's what. (laughs) That's what. That's my goal. All right, a Wisconsin man who was cited for regularly defecating. Hey Tim, you
3: got to be careful there. You got to be careful. I'm from Wisconsin.
0: Oh, I hope we this. Wa- up- I hope this wasn't you.
3: <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. But my wife always says all the serial killers are from Wisconsin. Like you know, you have-
0: there are. Well, it's really cold up there in winter. There's not a lot to do. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> A Wisconsin man who was cited for regularly defecating in a public park over a period of two years admitted that his excuse for doing so was pretty crappy <laughs> I love <laughs> the people that write these Uh, Jeffrey S. Churchwell of Elkhorn told police that he was publicly defecating up to several times per day at Natureland Park in Whitewater, according to Madison.com. As a result, the 60-year-old suspect was cited for disorderly conduct and agreed to pay a $365 plus fine plus $5,705 to the County Public Works Department to reimburse them for the stains he left behind. I think the stains he left behind is a good uh, episode, title. Title. It is. For this-
3: oh, I like that, yeah.
4: Stains left behind. Uh,
0: Walworth County Sheriff's uh, first got wind of uh, Churchill's <laughs> <laughs> movements on October 8th after a worker at the Walworth County Highway Shop complained about poop and used toilet paper left near a park building. Uh, the worker showed deputies trail camera photos of a man later identified as Churchwell answering nature's call in the middle of nature. Yeah.
4: Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy.
3: But at what point at what point do you feel you got to let people know you've been doing it for 2 years? You could have had just an act, I, I don't I, I don't understand the <laughs> elaborate story. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, well, "Well, yeah, I've been doing this for 2 like you could have just I had to go, man. You know, it could there could have been different ways to spin that? You right, know, they're right. They're only gonna, they're, they're going to know what you tell them at that
0: point. Right? Are they really going to research? Did they have the trail cameras up and two years of footage of this guy? And it took no, them two no. years to identify him? Or no, he just did, or did spoke they cut? Ca- they cut? Ca- yeah, he just, yeah. He, They caught him. He was drunk.
4: Her bragging. Yep. Yeah, he, yeah, he was drunk. And, <laughs> I've been doing that for two
0: years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My water about the house is next like, to nothing.
3: Like, yeah. <laughs> And he probably said that because it's like, oh, I've been doing this for two years and nobody's nobody's giving Cotton. me a problem. Now it's yeah. a problem, right? Yeah.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's
3: crazy.
0: Okay, let's see. Let's see what else we got. The next, I don't want to do, you know, two poop stories in a row. That's just not what I'm all about. Well, you, you know,
4: know <laughs> I, I'm used to it. I'm around it all the time. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true. That's true. Oh, this is fun. This is fun because if this goes out over the air, I can't actually air some of it. Oh. I'll I'll spell it. I'll spell it. A uh, new edition of the Subaru Forester on display at the 2020 Singapore Motor Show uh, came with a rather eye-catching nickname, the Forester Ultimate Customized Kit Special Edition, Uh, or as people online were quick to note, the Subaru F-U-C-K-S Edition. Uh, the, <laughs> yes. Yeah, Subaru told Business Insider that the car was uh, from an independent distributor rather than the car maker. However, Top Gear Philippines noted the vehicle was inside the Subaru booth, sharing space with new models such as the uh, Visi Adrenaline concept and an updated Impreza. So, yes, the.
4: Uh, <laughs> Take my money.
0: Yes, the the Forrester Ultimate Customized Kit Special Edition. I, I want one. I, I
4: want, want t- one. That would be so... I, wa-
0: <laughs> I, I have to say it. I want one of those fucks in my driveway. That's... Uh, yeah.
4: <laughs> Exactly. I got this new fuck. It's awesome.
0: (laughs) I'm going to have to edit both of those out, but they're totally worth it.
3: Yeah, Yeah, you just throw some beeps in there. Right, exactly.
0: (laughs) They'll know what it is. Could you imagine (laughs) pulling into
4: the parking lot? They're like, what the fuck is that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like... Yeah, we'll definitely have to bleep these because even um. even the podcast. I don't know if this will go out over the air on the radio, but even the podcast, which I get more listeners to the podcast than I do the live show anyway. Okay, and I'm good with that. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll try
4: to
3: behave.
0: <laughs> Since when? <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, <That's-> human. <laughs> go ahead.
3: <laughs> no, 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 no. You're good. You're good. You're good.
0: Uh, apparently, humans have something in common with the lowly cuttlefish: uh, the ability to watch and react to 3D movies. Uh, that's a not all fishy, not at all fishy finding. Some scientists uh, who uh, led a study published Wednesday in the Journal of Science Advances. Uh, the thing about the study that popped out like well, an object in a 3D movie was how the scientists tested their hypothesis by gluing Velcro near the cuttlefish subject's eyeballs and then sticking custom-made 3D goggles (laughs) with one red and one blue filtered (laughs) lens. Uh, That wasn't easy, admitted lead author uh, Trevor Wardill, an assistant professor of ecology, evolution, and behavior at the University of Minnesota. It took a lot of coaxing of the cuttlefish to make them wear their glasses, uh, Wardill told uh, CNN. (laughs) So
4: where <laughs> that poor what? Fish.
0: Cuddles, cuttlefish cuttlefish Yes. nothing like what?
3: <laughs> I know where, where Where do people get these ideas?
0: The scientific yeah. community has some strange thoughts every now and then, and I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know what the yeah. purpose of 3D goggles on a cuttlefish would actually be. There has to be something there has to serve some kind of purpose, but I don't really. I don't fully understand <laughs> what that could be. Yeah, Thought, sci- thoughts, Susie? Here well, <laughs>
4: most scientists are insane. So, yes, I mean, yes. that's how they figure out some crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, maybe this, so this I have was a, was a feeling, mad scientist journal. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Hopefully they're going to do something for somebody's eyes.
3: Yeah, those cuttlefish torture devices. Yeah, what
4: right.
0: <laughs>
4: PETA will be after him.
3: Oh my! God. Yeah. And the New and the New York Times actually has a video of it of the cuttlefish wearing the three D. Is it cute? Nice. I
4: mean, is it like little glasses? Seriously?
3: No, it looks no, no, it does no. Mm. It. <laughs> I, that kind of ruined it all for I can't me. Make, <laughs> you can't make this. No, like I can have live video of it swimming around in an aquarium. He's over there. I don't know what's worse, the person who thought of the idea or the fact that the New York Times is covering it. I don't know (laughs) which part of that is, is worse. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: it's important news of the day, when you?
3: <laughs> it must have been. A, it was a no. I think it was a slow news day. Yeah, yeah. I
0: I love the fact that as we're discussing these, you're actually looking them up and researching, I and know, not just taking fantastic. my word for it. I, I love that because I've been accused. Well, of, I, people have accused me of making these things up before, and it's like, nope, nope. <laughs> I just report.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, well, <laughs> it's because I'm a visual person, and I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. They glued, <laughs> They glued a re- They glued 3D glass. I, I was like, I have to see what that looked like so were you then, able
4: to see it
3: it's yeah it, there's a it, new york times has a video of the the cuttlefish swimming around with these glasses on
0: Aww. yeah that's that's adorable i don't know See that that's why oh, I cover the news. You would not have otherwise heard of that. No. I know. Yeah,
3: I feel not. like my weekends just take a dramatically different direction. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah,
0: you'll have that. You'll have that. Uh, here Yeah,
3: yeah. I'm going to be in a rabbit hole after this after this uh, radio show. I'll be well, yeah, in a just, rabbit hole looking at strange things.
0: Yeah, just imagine me uh, with a, you know, a liter of vodka going through these things at night trying to find this stuff to do the the radio show. That's yeah. that's my life.
3: <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. It's I, oh again. Oh, it it actually tells us that this idea was inspired by research in where they put 3D glasses on praying mantises. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they had to start somewhere. Oh. What what do we do next? Hey, cuttlefish. <laughs>
4: They're definitely
3: smoking weed. When oh, yeah. like oh, oh, the yeah. plot thickens, I see. Yeah, now yeah. Once, see
0: the- once you do all I the heard. research you can on weed, then you want to start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: oh sure, sure enough, there it is. The praying mantis. <laughs> Thank you for
4: being my eyes.
3: Yeah. <sighs> uh, yeah. Well, oh, that right. was interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's we, we strive for excellence here on the line.
3: I can tell. I can tell. I'm glad uh, to be a part of it.
0: I'm, I'm, we're glad to have you. This is a lot of fun. Uh, it was written in the Spears. Uh, the royal family news that shocked the world on Wednesday apparently did not come as a surprise to one woman in England. Self-proclaimed fortune teller Jemima Packington uh, is... Cla- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That threw me off. Uh, is claiming she predicted Harry and Meghan Markle uh, would step down from the royal family after, uh, quote, reading some asparagus spears. Uh, Packington 64 reportedly the world's only asparomancer, <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, says she is able to see the future by throwing asparagus into the air and in the, into the air and then observing how the spec can't get through this, how the spears land on the ground. British new j- news agency S W N S reports. Uh, when I cast the asparagus, <laughs> it creates it creates patterns and it's the patterns that I interpret, the vegetable reader said, explaining she inherited the ability from her aunt, Aunt Jemima, (laughs) who uh, read tea leaves and has been uh, predicting the future since she was eight years old. I think she just threw her asparagus. She didn't want to eat her vegetables as a kid, so she threw her asparagus and then had to play it off as if it was some ability.
3: That's truly So wait, her relative started with Tea leaves? Yes. Right. Orchard telling through tea leaves and then she graduated to asparagus.
0: Right, exactly. I bet I bet her future spells weird. I don't
3: even know what is going on. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't know. know. How does how does one even find out about that news story? <laughs> to, to, to write yes. about it yes, Don, would you like to how does yeah how, well no I mean like don found it right, but like right. somebody had to initially
0: it, who- yeah so did the did the asparagus reader reach out to a news agency, or did somebody just go looking? F- did somebody hear tell of someone? That I reads think asparagus? somebody <laughs> was
4: walking down a street in a neighborhood and they saw this chick throwing asparagus. Yeah. And then just doing? word of mouth. I mean, you know, someone
0: yeah. <laughs> what is hopped she? on social yeah. media and said, What check is she out doing? And she said, said Harry and, yeah. and Meghan are going to leave the royal family. Yeah. And that's they and just, yeah. So this is newsworthy. Of,
3: <laughs> yeah. And instead of saying, "Hey, that person needs some mental help," we're <laughs> going to write a story about it. We're exactly. Gonna, we're well, going to write a story about it and actually uh, feed into their stuff. What is right. that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's kind of, again, oh. again, going back to the TV show Doomsday Preppers, how do these people record these things and not think these folks need help?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Well, I thought the same thing about the moonshine people—that they're filming illegal moonshining. But you know, oh yeah, yeah the yeah.
4: moonshiners. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah,
0: what's wrong with a little shine? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what's wrong with a little yeah. shine,
4: Just feeding the monster. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> all.
0: <laughs> oh, let's see what else we have. I, I saw. I saw a. Uh, I saw a Georgia story in here. So let me see if I can find that. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just... Maybe I didn't see it. I didn't see anything. Hey, there it is. I hope this is a good one, since I went through all this trouble to dig it out. I I do, too. (laughs) It probably won't be. A uh, Georgia man was arrested Sunday for stealing electronic devices from his 73-year-old mother, then intimidating her into giving money, giving him money for them to be returned, according to police. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Mitchell McCollum, uh, 28 years old, was arrested at his mother's home in western Forsyth, Forsyth County. Uh, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reported uh, Sheriff's Office uh, Spokesman Corporal Doug Rainwater... Uh, said deputies responded to the home in the 6,000 block of Tybridge Street on Sunday regarding a domestic dispute. McCollum's mother told the deputies that her son had stolen her electronic devices, then demanded money for their return, uh, the Journal-Constitution reported. Uh, Rainwater said McCollum uh, would intimidate his mother via text because he was too, didn't even <laughs> want to do it in person uh, by demanding more money if she did not pay him. So if she didn't pay him, he would demand more money.
4: Right. So so she
0: could not pay. That's just it's just escalating from no, there. It's not getting better. This
4: sounds like my childhood with all my brothers. Yep. And, and <laughs> if his
0: mother did not meet an, his imposed deadlines, uh, McCollum would keep increasing the amount. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Well,
3: laughs> well, only gonna get stop. worse, Mama. <laughs> Wait. So what, what, what's what's paint a picture? So does he he send the text to her phone and then shows her the phone and then takes and then the phone takes it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am so glad you caught that <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. it't it does make, sense. It doesn't make sense. Mm. yep,
0: I'll leave your phone, but I'm taking everything else <laughs> yeah. that way you can get my text message to know how much I want for everything yeah, else that's,
3: exactly exactly
0: i I guess that's the ultimate threat if she doesn't pay she's taking he's taking the phone too, I
3: yeah, I mean. I'm I'm
0: I'm thinking he should have taken the phone first. That way she couldn't have called the police.
2: (laughs) There you go. There
0: you go. There's an order to these things, (laughs) and and, uh, young McCollum just didn't understand.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Why, I'm trying to also figure out why he just didn't ask his mom for money. Like why, <laughs> why did
0: it, he did. He just was really dramatic about it. <laughs> yeah.
3: Like it just went to a whole nother level. Right. Yeah. right.
0: Holding the electronic uh, devices hostage. That's,
3: level. Could, you, could you imagine him sitting at the police station and saying, oh, what are you in for? And then him trying to explain that story to like the real criminals. <laughs> yeah. that are
0: like, yeah, the hardened criminals in there. You're in for what?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, you did what my to your mother. mom? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, and he's man.
0: telling the hardened criminal with a mom tattoo on his shoulder, <laughs> and then that's the end of his life yeah. as we know yeah. it. Yeah, there
2: it
3: is, downhill, downhill. <laughs> so downhill. at least we
0: had to end with an Atlanta story. Yeah, that's uh, yeah,
3: that's that's, that's uh, well, I, we can't claim that Atlanta. We'll just claim it as Georgia because right, right yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, we'll say for Scythe. But yeah, the whole time you were telling that there's actually. The lady, the asparagus fortune teller. She act, She, she's done photo shoots with asparagus. It's it's if you.
4: <gasps> no way.
3: Oh yeah, I did a Google image search. I had to see what this lady looked like, and okay. she's using asparagus as a prop in these photos. I, I, excellent, I think... excellent.
4: <laughs> oh
3: makes me afraid of the world sometimes
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm never gonna be able to look at asparagus the same like at the grocery no, store won't. I'm gonna you
0: yeah you'll be wondering what it's trying to tell you
4: yeah like start yeah. tossing it <laughs>
0: yeah, but, and then but
4: get, Don, get we, yeah over, right yeah.
3: Don this this all comes together with, when you think about your doomsday show those people are doing that because of people like this right right you see what I'm saying like they're would. It makes me want to get in a doomsday bunker and hide, like yeah, to know yeah. that someone's gauging the future based on how they throw asparagus and how it lands.
4: I think no. it's just entertainment.
0: It's, yeah, I, it's, I mean, it's definitely yeah, entertainment. She's, she's not going to be able to yeah.
4: hurt anybody. You know, unlike the doomsday
0: preppers that are all well armed. Right. Those guys are crazy. And those are the ones that we kind of hope there's a doomsday so we can get rid of. Yeah. But it it cracks me up because if you've never seen the show, I'll just go off on a tangent on doomsday. If you've never seen the show, they score them they rate them at the end of it oh, I've yeah seen and it, it, yeah. oh you have and, yeah. it's, and it's so great because most of them are like i totally disagree <laughs> <laughs> it's like nope you're probably going to be one of the first ones dead cuz you're an idiot <laughs> and every all of your neighbors will have a great store of food that you got ready for them and we thank you yeah <laughs> yeah Yep, you're going to shoot yeah. yourself, is what's going to happen I would love to walk here.
4: onto that show with just like you know, like a little tiny pistol on my yoga mat. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm good to go. <laughs> you're like I'm ready. I, I'll tell you, when the doomsday happens, I'm going to I'm going to go hang out with the crackheads because they, <laughs> to, they have survival down pat.
0: Absolutely, okay. they've been yep they've been doing it for a long Keith time. Keith Richards. Yeah. Keith Richards, yep. He's he going to he live will... through
3: it all. <laughs> he will be Keith. That's how. You... You got to That's the people you got to align yourself with when something crazy happens. I know, but he's famous.
4: I've tried. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's where I'm going.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That that makes total sense because there are homeless people that they already know how to live off the grid.
4: (laughs) No, they're just going to rob you and leave you to die.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I won't have anything, so they won't help you. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. You give them fifty cents, they'll be your friend for a few minutes.
3: Anyway. <laughs> 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 or they wipe down your window at least when you right. have the red light. <laughs> right, which it, you don't
0: want to go through the apocalypse with a dirty windshield. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Not, definitely not. <laughs>
3: You got to see where you're going, Danny. Right. Exactly. <laughs> even even
0: if it's all just smoke and fire, you got to be able to see it. That way Right. You know. It,
4: <laughs> you can drive right into it. Right.
0: Well, you know how to dodge all the other cars that are that are broken down on the road because they couldn't see. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Yep, I I definitely think the episode title is "The Stains He Left Behind." We're still going with that. Love it because there's.
3: (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's
0: that's that's one of the points of this show is to find show titles. That's really yeah. yeah. Well, I think (laughs) you
3: you could probably start a whole new podcast just based off of the stains left behind. I think that's true.
0: That (laughs) would be a good name for a podcast. It would be Yeah. yeah. I, I think we might be on to something here. I might I might have to start a second show. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, I'm sure I'm sure it could go downhill real quick with that title. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well
0: the life radio show usually goes downhill pretty quick. That's why <laughs> that's that's why I almost got kicked off the air this year. <laughs> uh, I've been doing yeah. that show live on the air for five years and I almost I almost lost my show uh, about a month ago because of some well something somebody on another show did wasn't even on my show, but oh. they got so scared that my show crossed the might cross the line because you know I love tiptoeing across the uh, FCC border that's fun <laughs> yeah
3: yeah yeah. Well, you know, so you were basically collateral damage.
0: Exactly, exactly. But fi- finally they, they, they came around and, and we're good. Everything's good. But uh, it, it's been great talking to you. We're going to have to wrap up. Do uh, you want to throw any, any social media you have out there? Anything you Anything else you want to throw out that we need to know?
3: No, I mean, uh, my home base is m3creative.net. It links to all my social media, all the news, all the things that we're doing, updates about the film. Uh, I try to keep it simple, so m3creative.net um, is the perfect place for anyone to uh, follow up or check out what we got going on.
0: Awesome, thanks a lot. I look forward to seeing the e-listers when it comes out March fifth. I'm going to be. I'm yes. going to have to get on there and check I'm that out as for soon it. as it's there. Uh, I
3: will definitely make sure to get it over to you guys
0: excellent well thank you very much Mike Mueller uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you and uh, look forward to seeing the movie
3: alright thank you I appreciate it alright thanks a lot
0: alright we're going to go ahead and wrap up and we will be back uh, here shortly with somebody else and we'll just keep this, keep this thing going <laughs> how you doing Susie you doing alright right? yeah, all alright alright well we'll be back stick around
1: me. A brutal
0: presence. I don't want to do, you know, two poop stories in a row. That's just not what I'm all about.